Over the next three weeks, we focus in on passages of Scripture that have to do with the return of our Lord. And each one of those we've titled with a different theme. Today is ready, and next week we'll be willing and then finally able as we move to the end of the church year. And how fitting it is, as Jesus says to us in the Gospel, therefore, be ready, for the Son of Man will come at a time that you do not know. I don't know how many of you have ever maybe missed an event that's taken place, something fairly important. Unfortunately, I did back in March. We had dear friends who lost her father and the funeral was supposed to be on Saturday. Well, somehow in the communications that I had, I got the time wrong. The funeral was at 11 and we came at 1. You pull in the parking lot and it's empty and it's like, wow, I guess there's not a lot of people that are here for this funeral and the doors are locked on the church and suddenly you realize you've really screwed up, you've blown it and it's all over, you know, to meet your friends, to care for them, to mourn with them, all those things. And you just kind of look there with egg on your face wondering what happened. It's not a good feeling to miss an event. And in today's gospel, Jesus presents us with five people who are wise and five people who are foolish. Those who were supposed to be at a wedding party. It's interesting the way that it went in those days in the custom of a Jewish wedding. There were three events that would take place. First would be the betrothal that was arranged between the parents of the bride and the groom. And that would take place somewhere anytime after the girl was of age. Maybe up to then a year later would come the religious ceremony where they would be joined together by the, the rabbi in the girl's house. And then finally, it could happen any time. It really was unknown when that would happen. Maybe up to a couple weeks later after that religious ceremony would come the banquet, the wedding feast. And it was one of those things that especially a bridegroom liked to surprise people. It always happened at night. It began in the evening. People knew that. They didn't know when he would come, when the shout would go out. And it was a beautiful procession that would happen with those in the wedding party with lamps as they would go to go then to the bridegroom's house to begin a seven-day event of feasting and celebration. That's the setting uh, and the context of this parable today. And yet Jesus tells us this parable in a greater context. In the context of his return. In the context of the church in the context of our lives. And he warns us to be ready because of that day and that hour we don't know. It will come suddenly like that bridegroom coming to that feast. Everyone will be surprised, but we need to be ready. Isn't it interesting that the most important thing is that Jesus starts out with is that there were wise and there were foolish virgins. Those who were prepared, knowing that the bridegroom would come, who brought that extra oil, who were ready for however long that bridegroom would delay, and those who were not, those who really weren't interested in the time or what it would take, they were just going to live in that moment. And Jesus says that the bridegroom delayed. It took him a while to come. 
and they all fell asleep. It's not the point that they fell asleep. That happened often. It was the point of whether they were ready or not ready. Sometimes falling asleep can cause us problems, though, in events where we're supposed to be doing things, especially if you're maybe at your desk at the office and you've taken one of those little naps. You know, there were five top things that I read about that you could say when someone catches you napping at your desk. The first one is, you know, they told me at the blood bank this might happen. (laughs) The second one is, somebody must have put decaf in the coffee. The third one is, I am so glad you got me. I must have left the cap off the white, white, the white out because the fumes were getting to me. You saved me in the nick of time. The next one was that you simply say, you know, I had just figured out that major manufacturing problem that we had and you interrupted me in my deep thought. And then the final one that works the best is you just say in the name of Jesus, amen. Yeah, that's something that you want to get caught at, and I don't know how often those would work. But these virgins were definitely asleep. Asleep when the bridegroom came and the trumpet sound went through the area. It would be a ram's horn, and everyone would be called to that procession. And then what happens? Then there are those five foolish ones who realize as the night has progressed, they didn't bring enough for the procession. Isn't it interesting that at the midnight hour, the wise ones tell them, well, go back and find somebody to sell you more oil because there's not enough for us to share with you. Truly, there isn't enough when our Lord returns for us to cover someone else with his grace. Grace is not ours to give. It is the Lord's to give, and it is given lavishly. Recklessly, even as we talked about in the study of the prodigal God, spent on anyone who needs it. That's why Jesus came into our world to give us his grace, his forgiveness, his love. And when he returns, we move from the kingdom of grace to his kingdom of glory to celebrate with him. And there does come a time when grace will end. They go to the procession and the door is shut. And the indication there in the original language is that the door is shut, which no man can ever open. How unfortunate it is that there is a time to come when that door will be shut. When those who have not heeded that the king will return, that he will come again in glory to bring us home to be him, who thought there will always be time. God would never do that to me. God would always be ready to receive me. That scripture teaches us just the opposite. There is a time when it will end. There is a time when the door will be shut. And those who knock will not have entrance. What a sad thought that is. For those of us that we know, for those who are friends, who are neighbors, who are loved ones, who do not know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, because really that's what it means to be ready. To be ready means to rely on grace, to understand the relationship that we have been given in our baptism, that we have the peace and the calmness and the restfulness to know that we are prepared not by ourselves, but by what Jesus has given us, We are ready for when the bridegroom returns, when the call goes out, we are ready to join him. For we have been clothed in his grace, in his forgiveness, in his righteousness, none of which is our own. 
how sad it is for those who have thought there is plenty of time. I don't need to worry about that. Maybe someday I'll heed the call of the church. Maybe someday I'll be interested. But it's not today. And it's not now. May they not be found wanting when that king returns, when that trumpet call comes and Jesus comes back to take his own to be with him because the door will be shut forever. And no amount of our efforts and no amount of their efforts will ever open it again. How urgent it is that we, as the people of God, called into this community, be the ones always to speak the message of hope and life to those in a dying world. The urgency is near. As Jesus said, we don't know the day and the hour, and there have been those throughout history who have tried to predict it, who have said, it'll come at this day, and we look and we laugh. Not because that they weren't trying to be ready because of the foolishness to say, but being ready is different than just being on a hill someday, counting a day and saying Jesus will return. It's living our lives every day in the grace and security that we have in Jesus. It's not worrying every moment and worrying that when the king comes back, we won't be included. We are included. It's the promise that we have. It's what grace is all about. We are forgiven by the blood of the Lamb. We are counted as those who are prepared, relying on grace, being ready when that king returns. And what a day that will be, a day to celebrate, as we talked about in the prodigal God, the day of that banquet feast, when we will come together with him and we will celebrate being the bride of Christ, taken to be with him, the one that he has washed clean, the one that he has redeemed, the one that he has chosen and is betrothed to. Jesus, our Savior, will come and return in a moment when we do not expect it. And we as his people are always ready if we rest in the grace that he has given us. We understand that relationship that was bought for us at such an incredible price. The price of his life on the cross to redeem us so that we might be called children of God, that we might, as Peter said, have that hope that has been placed in us, that gift of eternal life that is given to each one of us, not by our efforts, not by our work, not by our preparing anything, but by being prepared and resting in that grace, relying on that gift and trusting the one who has given it to us. Truly, that is what it means. That's that simple, to be ready. To know that today or tomorrow or whatever hour, if your life is called, if our Lord should decide to return, we are with Him. We have been clothed in His forgiveness. We are counted among the elect, not because of what we've done, but because of what He has done for us. We trust that grace. We trust His gift May our hearts burn for those that we know who are not ready. May we be burned with love inside that we would reach to them to want them to be counted on that day also, to be included in that great procession, that no one would be left outside, no one would knock and say, let me in, and the door shut forever. 
What a horrible picture that is with such an incredible gift that was given on the cross. A gift given for all mankind. A gift given to forgive the entire world. So while the time is short, may we speak in urgency of the message of Jesus Christ. May we bring His grace to those around us. And may we cling always to that cross and that peace and that security that is a gift to each one of us. In Jesus' name, amen.